Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Reagan. My name is Victor. And welcome to Sanctified-ish, conversations with pastors who have not figured it out. So there are things in life mm-hmm. that just get thrown at you that are hilarious, right? Sure. And And for me, my humor is pretty broken. There was like this TikTok that went viral a couple years ago, and it was literally like a piece of bread, and it just stood up. And then two seconds yeah. went by and it fell over. And I thought it was the funniest thing. The funniest yeah. thing. You showed it to me like seven times and it did get it's funnier. It's so funny. <laughs> there, there was a vine. Y'all, this is crazy. I remember when this vine uh, like went completely viral. I was at Bible study on Saturday night at my mentor's house. And I was crying on the stair, like, <laughs> li- like tears. I've never cried this hard before. And it was this little girl saying, look at all those chickens. And they were like... <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I have never cried <laughs> so Dude, hard. <laughs> my my dream, I would spend so much money for this, is to get like a Where Are They Now Vine Star documentary. Oh, man. And just do like, where's the mm-hmm. chicken girl? Like, yep. you know, Bo Burnham. I, I know where Bo Burnham is at. But like, let's run through the list. Show me where these people are at and like what a happened Netflix with their original? life. Yeah, oh dude, even I would download I would get Peacock for this. I really would. One eight dollars a month, I'd pay for it. I would do it. <laughs> I would do it. Um you know, Hulu, hit us up. I'm bro, there like there are so many Vines especially. Vine paved the way for TikTok. Um Vine what what is the it's like Vine crawled so that tiktok could soar what's the i don't know but vine did it okay hold up why is the next <laughs> thing after crawling soaring <laughs> my hold up my my brain when you just said that is picturing this baby just crawling on the floor and then it lands on a seesaw and boom, it just like <laughs> now the baby's the soaring child. Hold up, and that's actually really good. At some point, it's going to crash. At some point, the baby's going to crash. Hold up. I saw this TikTok. I think I showed it to you. It was from uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And I think uh-huh. it was Wong talking about Scarlet Witch. And he was like, she's breaking free. And then it cuts to Wanda flying. <laughs> and then it's a song from High School Musical where it's like, she's soaring, flying. That, and like, uh. That sent me. Yeah. sent me dude i have yeah. watched that on loop for like the last two weeks i this is where tiktok is dangerous okay i yeah. it's because i love it so much and i will scroll yeah. for so long i th- this is where and this podcast this episode really has like we're gonna talk about tiktok we're gonna have fun and we're gonna see where the conversation goes um i was watching this interview between two people, one of the guys was a developer for a software called Covenant Eyes. And he basically told the story where he was at a Starbucks, he was ordering his drink, and he looked across the cafe and he saw two friends sitting next to each other showing each other TikToks. And he mm-hmm. basically said something along the lines of, Well, this is like the saddest thing I've ever seen. Because they're too consumed with the content on their phones that they're actually not able to be like genuine friends. And that was kind of the extent of the story. And I I think the point that he is making has validity, right? The point that he's making is people are so entranced and focused on technology and their phones and social media that it deprives them from the community that God has called us into. 
I yeah. 100% see that in the point that he's trying to make. But I think it's really dangerous when we make generalizations like that because I actually think it is a really cool thing to be able to say, save 10 funny videos and show them to your friend and laugh together. Like, I think that's a really cool thing that we get to do as, like, people in community. Is that the extent of the community? Absolutely yeah. not. If it is, there's a big problem. But I don't think that that is, a, that that is the sign of something being tragically wrong with our generation. Um, one, I realize I'm not going to be able to speak much this episode cause you're going to get real soapboxy. So I'm just preparing myself Sorry. for that Two, um, <laughs> genuine question. How much better is your marriage because you save TikToks and show them to Felicity at the end of the day? How much better is your marriage? Hey, we are two year wedding anniversaries coming up on <laughs> April 11th. And also congratulations. Trying- that, that's a, that's a very big deal. It it's is. A very big deal. And I'm not saying that yeah. we are perfect, but TikTok is kind of made. I mean, it's perfect. Okay, not gonna lie, it's perfect. <laughs> it's like people are like, "What have you learned over the two years of your marriage?" And I'm like, "Y'all just watch TikToks together, just laugh." Yeah. Our, our, There's <laughs> the two algorithms coming yeah. together. That's Combined. marriage. That's that's, uh, that's marriage. That, yeah, that's gonna be the wedding ceremony vow. Yeah. in like fifty years. In, in 30, 30, 33. It's <laughs> God brought these two algorithms together to make one for you page. What a beautiful Let no man separate. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like, I, there is something like that. Psychologists will say there's something genuine yeah. about two people being able to laugh together. That's like a really good thing for relationship. So here's, here's the thing. I think you, you know, this, um, social media is what's called a medium. So it's, it's a, it's yeah. when, when we use TikTok, it is what's called a medium. That is quite literally what it sounds like. It is in between the middle of a point A and a point B. It's a communication of entertainment, of media. It is literally a a device to communicate whatever you want. And so here's the thing. When, this is going to be an illustration. So like when someone gets pulled over on the highway for for speeding 30 miles and over over the, the speed limit, we don't get mad at the freeway. We get mad at the driver. The saying, you're not using the freeway according to what the freeway was meant to be. Uh, the freeway is just a, 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 a space to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. TikTok is very much the same way. It is a medium to communicate whatever you want. And so like when we talk about something like TikTok and like, is it good or is it bad? Well, what is the end goal and the purpose for which you're using it? Um, There are people that use TikTok that will sit alone in their room and complete dark and just scroll for five hours. Um, That's actually why Victor and I started up TikTok pages for ourselves, is because we know that there are students, there are people that will never come to church, but they're scrolling on their phone in the middle of the night. And so if we can put a gospel message there, great. Praise God. Like that's where their thoughts are probably the worst. That's probably not like a healthy use of TikTok. Yeah. But like when you talk about like the example of, okay, two people um, sitting at a coffee shop together, showing each other TikToks that they thought that were funny and laughing. Well, what's the end goal of that? It produces deeper relationship between you and me. I wouldn't necessarily call that a bad end result. And you can talk about like, is everything on TikTok edifying? Look, right. that's why you have algorithms. That's why there's for you pages. That's why there's restrictions. That's why you have free free will and choice. Yeah, You have autonomy to make that decision for yourself. Um, yeah, but we look at TikTok for itself. All it is is just a medium. 
Yeah, it's it's literally a medium. And if TikTok, the medium, didn't exist, something else would exist to take its place. That's why all these different platforms are competing for the short form scrolling content. It's like TikTok popped off and now all of a sudden we have Instagram shorts. Now all of a sudden we have YouTube shorts or Instagram reels. Now we have Facebook reels. Like who is watching Facebook reels? I am. I love Facebook. If you guys didn't know, I'm on Facebook um, and I post quite actively. And so send me a friend request and I'll accept it. Anyways... (laughs) anyways um, he may even facebook dm you you never know hey you never never know know. um but it's like it's quite literally a medium and this is tiktok is the center of attention right now because of things that are going on in politics and without getting too much into politics the goal of the movement right now that is aimed very much at tiktok tiktok is like the the scapegoat TikTok is the thing that's being put up on a pedestal, but really all of these platforms together are being targeted because of this like for you page algorithmic um, strategy that these platforms have. And so it's very interesting. And this is where like the conversation for Christians comes into play because Christians have three responses to, to new technologies. The first response is usually run. We see something new and we run because we're not familiar with it. The second one is ignore, and it's similar to run. It's we see something new, we don't really know if it's good or bad, and so what we do is we just ignore it. Both of these responses are natural, but neither one of them are biblical. Then we have disciple. Disciple is the thing where I think Christians really need to start taking up the mantle, but the reason disciple is is the one that's the hardest for us to take up is because it's really difficult. It requires a lot of work. And so I think if we begin to look at these platforms less from a, this is new, I don't know what to do, but saying, hey, I recognize that this thing is new. It doesn't mean that it's all necessarily bad. How can I disciple yeah. myself and potentially my kids through this so that we can engage with it in redemptive ways. Now we're starting to ask really good questions. The result of that question may be, Hey, this isn't a platform that we engage with, but we asked the question and we engaged with the question well and came to the result. We didn't just say, Hey, we're not going to deal with this because it's new. So there's some really big discipleship conversations that we as the church need to begin having with these platforms because these platforms, as much as the government may tell you that they're going away, these platforms are not going away. Something will replace TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook if they go away. Yeah. They're here to stay. Yeah. I heard heard somebody say like we opened Pandora's box and we can't put it back. Um, So like whatever this is, like again, TikTok, Instagram, they make... Instagram probably will go away within the next 10 years. TikTok will go away within the next 10 years. And then like you just yeah. said, there'll be a, there'll be another thing. There'll be a next wave and a next evolution. I love the disciple word that you just used there. Um, because oftentimes it's like, okay, again, TikTok or any social media platform really just amplifies what's already in your own heart. So the, da- the dangerous thing about this, I-, I will like, I know there's a lot of parents that even have this concern is like, it is a free avenue to explore the good, the bad and everything else in between that humanity has to offer. Yeah. And that like, that is a dangerous thing. And there is a biblical framework that we can run to. It's like, Hey, 
like when you know that's a temptation, when you know your brain works that way, you don't go near that house. Like you don't put yourself in that scenario. And so like, if you know for yourself, man, it's not good for me to be on social media. It's really bad for my mental health. It's really bad with temptation, bro. Get out, sis, move on. Like you don't need to be there. Yep. However, TikTok isn't bad because it's an app. TikTok is bad because we are sinners. Yep. And so the discipleship part, you can't disciple an inanimate object. You can't disciple TikTok. What you're discipling is the person. And so a lot of our conversations are like, okay, well, one, how can we, how can we control TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, whatever it is, so that it doesn't impact our kid when actually the conversation needs to be, how can we disciple our kid mm-hmm. as a fallen sinner trying to be sanctified to look more like the image of Jesus, whether or not you engage in that sphere, that is your prerogative. That is your choice. You do you. And there are yep. very real biblical foundations for why we shouldn't. But you, the conversation isn't to disciple the app. The conversation is to disciple the person. It's to yeah. disciple us um, to want the things of God and to pursue holiness. That That's basically what this comes down to. Yeah, I loved the first part where you were talking about, man, if this is an area of temptation for you, then you need to cut, like, you need to cut it off. Um, yeah. It's similar Even- to like... Well, I, I was going to say, even if the temptation is just like, oh, you just waste time on there. Yeah, like for real, literally, it doesn't have to be like, you know, some big sin. It can just literally just be like, no, I just spend way too much time on there. Great. You're a steward. Go steward your time somewhere else. Yes. Um, That's literally what it can be. Yeah, it's it's similar to how if I had a good friend that I was sharing the gospel with or was a new believer and I was discipling and I knew that they were a recovering or struggling alcoholic. My default is not say, hey, let's go to the bar and talk about Jesus. Is there anything inherently wrong about going to the bar and talking about Jesus? No. But knowing that my friend has a particular struggle or knowing that that person has a particular struggle, I'm not going to invite them into that because that wouldn't be wise. And that's where discipleship becomes really difficult because it's a lot easier just to post things on Facebook or to moderate what we can look at very strictly and not do the discipleship piece. The discipleship Mm -hmm. piece is a lot more difficult. And so that's where I really think Christians need to begin to take up the mantle and say, how do we disciple ourselves our kids and our students through these new mediums so that when they turn 18, they leave the house, go off to college, head into the workforce, and they're faced with all of these communication mediums on social media. They they know how to engage with them in redemptive yeah. and biblical ways. And maybe that's we're just not going to engage with it at all. But maybe it's not. And so we need to start asking those questions now so that we don't end up getting bit in the butt later. Well, and here's the beautiful thing. TikTok is not required for your sanctification. It's not required for you to love Jesus. It's not required for you to follow him. And so you can have two people, like one of one of the one of my friends, he very like literally just like, nope, I'm pulling back from all social media. This dude follows Jesus wholeheartedly. And that's completely fine. You can have people that say like, nope, I'm not called into the space. And you can have people like Victor that is like, nope, I'm very much called into the space. Um, And that's okay because it's not held in this super high esteem of it doesn't determine your salvation one way or the other. Um, And so I think especially when we're having these conversations, 
because social media and it's like we don't know the long-term uh, effects of the things that we're doing like social media just by itself is very very young so this is about a 15-year process that we're a part of um and so because we don't know that we tend to put this in a little box and we, we define it as this as it's 100 good and we should all run towards it or it's 100 bad and the devil's in there and we should never go near it and the reality is it's probably something in between because all it does is magnify who we are it just takes yeah. the good, the bad, and the everything of, of human nature, and it just magnifies it. Um, and that yeah. you can't run from that. Because like the reality yeah. is, even if you don't engage in the social media platforms, that is the reality of the world. And so it's like that, that's where like the discipleship of the person, the discipleship of you and me understanding what it looks like to pursue Jesus in a fallen world and long for the created order to be restored. Like, that is the foundation for our discipleship, not just for like, you know, the physical church building on Sunday morning, but I think also for like, how do we interact with these digital spaces? And like, is there anything redeemable in it? I think, I think that's actually, I'll I'll throw that back out to you. That's the thing I hear from, honestly, I hear from students who have grown up in it. I hear from parents. I've even wrestled with that at times over the last couple of years. Like, is there anything actually good and redeemable or are we just wasting our time? scrolling on screens yeah um i would say yes there is there are redeemable pieces of this um and i can share story after story of people that i've met via tiktok on video games social media um, that i've had the opportunity to build relationships with that i've had the opportunity to share the gospel with and that have come to know jesus and have gotten plugged into a local church where they live and that's not an uncommon story. It's an uncommon story to most church people because most church people aren't in these spaces. But that's mm-hmm. not an uncommon story. And I think there is a really beautiful piece to this, seeing that God is capable of taking things that like man meant for evil, like in some very real ways, like TikTok is not like it was not created to glorify God. Like TikTok in yeah. some very real ways was created to get you and your kids addicted to it. That's how they make money. They make money by you scrolling on their app and consuming their advertisements. Like man meant this for evil, but like what man meant for evil, what Satan meant for evil, man, like God meets with good. And there have been so many beautiful stories that have come out of relationships that I've built with people completely on the internet. I will say that not everyone is called to that. That is like a very specific thing that the Lord has like made me very passionate about. So I'm not saying, Hey, just go tell your kids to go scroll for hours and go meet random strangers. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that there's some very real intentional discipleship that has to happen. Um, I give three really applicable things. Um, but before I say those, the one applicable thing to parents, parents have questions. One email us. This is something that I am incredibly passionate about and I can recommend resources Mm -hmm. for days. Um, but also do some research about TikTok, about social media, TikTok built in, thankfully, because of some laws that are in place, have things that we can help um, restrict what our students see on social media. There's t- uh, screen time where we can limit the amount of time that they spend on apps. There's restricted mode where people where people can only view um, certain creators or certain things on TikTok. There are ways for us to help moderate what our kids are exposed to on the internet. And we should be, we should be pursuing those things. 
But for the student that is questioning whether or not this is good or struggling to determine um, where they're at in this whole conversation, there are three things that I like to point out. The first one is that you should always be spending time with Jesus before you spend time scrolling. And this is this is probably applicable to every sphere in life, but the way that we order our day and where we spend time shows what we give value. So if we spend yeah. the first hour of our day scrolling on TikTok and not with Jesus, we're saying, hey, TikTok is way more valuable than Jesus. So we need to give Jesus our first and our best. And that means that we need to spend time with him before we scroll for hours on TikTok. Um, that before yeah. we go to sports practice, before we do our homework, like that, that concept is applicable everywhere. Um, the second one is limited scrolling. There is a very real addictive nature to where the internet is going and we need to be responsible. And so maybe that means you get an accountability partner with a screen time password. Maybe that means that you limit yourself mm-hmm. to 23 minutes a day of scrolling on TikTok. I don't know what that limit looks like for you, but you should be aware that TikTok is meant to get you addicted to it. And it's not just unique to TikTok. Yeah. It's all social media limit your time on these platforms because the relationships you have in real life matter and they're good. Right. And then the last one is missional scrolling. Um, I think there is a great work for us to do on social media and on the internet and we can reach people with the gospel without going on my soapbox for too much longer. There is story after story after story of people coming to know Jesus. The Holy spirit is alive and working and is not dependent on what we think is a good medium to communicate the gospel. So let's do it. Like let's meet people where they're at. If we're going to be on our sports teams missionally, then we should be scrolling missionally. Come on. Um, And so all of that to say, this is a huge passion of mine. And this conversation doesn't just end with this podcast. Send us an email. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, Um, So reformed people, close your ears here, but I'm going to shout out Elevation Youth here for a second because Elevation Youth does a phenomenal job with this because here's the reality. There's this book called Know That Gamer um, and it basically highlights that it's phenomenal. It basically highlights that the unifying factor among students right now is not their sports, it's not their classes, it's actually the video games that they play. Because you yep. can have the quarterback of the football team and like the captain of the chess club, and they would never have any interaction 10, 15 years ago. But now those people play Fortnite together. Now they play Minecraft. And like there's there's adults that play this. Like I think we have small group leaders that like jump on at night and they play with their students. And one of the things that I've seen Elevation Youth do a really, really good job of is they've just weaponized this for the kingdom where in the same way we did this with sports 20 years ago, 30 years ago with FCA or athletes in action or like whatever the one is like they're basically taking this e-gaming, e-sports, you know, ministry and they're going to where these big uh, esport tournaments are in like these different cities and they're just standing on the sidewalk and they're talking to people. They're hosting Fortnite tournaments. They're bringing their students in. And man, I, that is such a good representation of being where your people are at. I think there's like, yeah. there's the one conversation of like, do you want to be there personally? That's your own choice. That's your own prerogative yep. for those of us in ministry. I would push a little bit harder on there, especially for those of us in student ministry, like now day and age, your kids are there. And so in the same way, we're encouraged to be on campus ministries and the same way we're encouraged to go to their sports games. Y'all, we should be highly encouraged 
to go and like be in these spheres that they are in. Um, yeah, I, I will say this there. Uh, Victor will not promote himself. So I will do it for him. Victor's done two ministries over the years. One called Pioneer Gaming, where he literally built a whole uh, ministry around sharing the gospel with people and playing video games. And a lot of those stories that he won't tell come from that, um, of him just sharing the gospel and seeing God do some really awesome things in that. Uh, Second thing, he also has a social media platform called the Social Student Pastor, which is literally meant to help student pastors, to help youth leaders, to help parents engage with this new medium that's literally like it's in puberty. It's only about 15 years old. So like he's built a whole ministry because he wants to help equip you guys for this and walk in it. Um, Now we're more talking about like how does the church engage in this and how do we push forward because when you look at like the early church, they went to where the broken people were. Um, that's why they like they did. They went to um, the places that nobody else would go. And you and I talked about this, especially with metaverse stuff uh, in a podcast yeah. long, long, long time ago. But there's a lot of brokenness in somebody who desires to leave a physical world and leave and live in a 100 yes. percent virtual reality. There's a very, very, very deep brokenness there. And so when I see people get upset that I think it was Life Church went in and they hosted a virtual church service in a place we're literally living in a day and age where people can escape reality because they don't like it. You're telling me the church shouldn't yeah. be there? Whether you want to be there or not, that's your own prerogative. That's your own choice. The church has no choice but to be there because yeah. that's where broken people are. Yeah, we go where broken people are. It's not the church's final destination, but man, the church is yeah. missing people with the gospel if we are not present there. Um, Life Church, whether you love it or you hate it, that's up to you. But there are some really cool stories that come out of their virtual church services where people have come to know Jesus. And then Life Church has connected them with a local body of believers where that person yeah. lives. And it's like they are connecting the dots when really no one else is willing to go do it. And so yeah. we can critique, we can be upset as much as we want. But if we're not, if we're not down down there with them, like doing the work, then we really need to be cautious of the words that we say um, and the things that we do. Like I said, this is an ongoing conversation. This is something that I think Reagan and I are both really passionate about and could really post. I mean, we could make an entire podcast like and post thousands of episodes just about this thing. And so if you guys have questions, if you guys need resources, let us know. Email us, sanctifiedish at gmail.com. We want to continue this conversation and um, we would love to hear from you guys. Speaking of social media, you can find us on there at ReaganJones97 and at Rotsiv157. Um, like Reagan said, you can find me on YouTube, The Social Student Pastor, um, where, yeah, I mean, that's the focus is equipping students student pastors and parents to disciple their students through the digital age. And so thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you in the next one. Until then, take care and God bless. What, what's your favorite TikTok right now? Um, Miley Cyrus and she, I'll just play it. I'll just play it. I'll just play it. The journey is You're going to get copyrighted. Anyways. I had that one on cue. <laughs> <laughs>
That was so. <laughs> the journey is really about the you make, anyway. <laughs> Chocolate. Um, I always hated it. <laughs> also, fun fact: we've been podcasting for over a year together. Last have week, we really? We have. Happy wow. anniversary! Happy anniversary! Wow, that's oh, that was so sweet. That. Was-